Welcome to Meet the Musician at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Billboard's Alex Gale. How's it going? Uh, so for those that don't know, Vince Staples just put out his debut album on Def Jam uh, through No IDs, the legendary producer through his imprint. Uh, the album's called Summertime 06. It's a double album. It's a challenging album. It's a difficult album, but it's also a beautiful album and an amazing album uh, with different amazing moments. And there's a lot in there, as anyone who's listened to it uh, knows. He's saying a lot. Um, there's a lot of messages, so it's going to be great to talk to him about some of that, and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, so let's bring out Vince Staples. What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, shit, bro. How's it going? Living life. All right. So Summertime 06. Um, yeah. When people hear that album title, they might think of things like, uh, you know, oh, Summertime. Uh, like, you know, the Fresh Prince song. Uh, barbecues. Uh, going to the beach. Uh, you know, being off of school, having ice cream cones, things like that. But tell me what Summertime 06 actually really meant for you. Nobody my age is thinking about a Fresh Prince song. <laughs> yeah, at all. My age, though. My age, though. You all thought yeah. you know, it was different. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. It was more in the process of thinking about making an album because a debut album is a turning point in your life, so to say. So you have to look for references that kind of relate to that situation. And that was the turning point in my life. So we decided to kind of theme it, you know, get go out with it. So it was more based on what the album was supposed to be then, you know, a distinct moment that happened at that time period. Right, right, right. Well, tell me about what summertime was like uh, in Long Beach, where you're from. It was cool, man. I had fun, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just not the best place to be at times, but that's everywhere, you know. Anything can happen anywhere, but it was more about the mood and like the, the mind state that we were in at that kind of point in time. Right. That was kind of the main focus of it because that was a kind of important insight on, you know, why I do the things I do and things like that. Right, right, right. Because um, the album, I mean, you mentioned that it was fun, but at the same time, the sound of the album, it's not like a necessarily a fun, feel-good album. Like just the, that doesn't mean it's not entertaining and enjoyable, but, it, you know, it's not like a, it's not like Fresh Prince Summertime, is, is, you know, it's not like that song. Um, that's not the vision of it. So tell me about, uh, why, did, why is it so dark like that? What were some of the things that happened uh, to you at that time? I mean, it's not even about this timeline. We live in America, bro. Like, it's, not, it's not the brightest place. We pretend it is. It's all nice and stuff. While we, you know, go to other people's countries and kill them and stuff like that. But yeah. it's not, life's not that bright of a situation. You know, we mask a lot of things that go on. I try not to do that with certain things, but it's, I mean, it's, it's more, it's, it more signifies, you know, a feeling of power than a feeling of, you know, sadness in a sense. Cause you know, we, if you look at where we come from, yeah. we control things through power and fear. It's the power of fear. That's kind of what that whole, the whole album is about. Like at that point in time, I understood the power that you get from having somebody be afraid of you. Right. And that's why that album sounds like that. Right, right, right. And there's no, you know, there's not really, um, I mean, I think if anything that can kind of sum that up in some ways is the video for, for Senorita. Have you guys seen the video for Senorita? I assume you all have. And, uh, you know, in the video, there's a group of people walking around and they are sort of dying randomly. Um, could you tell me about the vision behind that video and how it came together? Uh, Ian, uh, Ian Pons Jewel, who's absolutely out of his mind, 
is uh this director from the UK and he was trying to do a video and um he had sent like four treatments, four or five treatments, and they didn't really we didn't like him, just to be hundred percent honest. And then he had read um he was like trying to figure out why we didn't like any of his treatments. And then he had watched some videos and um read some interviews and he got that from something I said in the interview once. I think it was with a pitchfork or something like that. Basically stating that like when it comes to entertainment or just in general, the way people look at urban structures and things like that, that is all like in the sense of entertainment. Like it's like the zoo, because you know, you got you got the, the birds at the zoo, you got like the sheep and, and all the, the nice pleasant stuff. But when you go to the zoo and you're a kid, you want to see like the lions and the bears and the things that can actually hurt you. And it's all fine until you know when those animals escapes and hurt somebody. But if you look at like a Gucci man who you listen to his music all day and it's about all this negativity and he goes to jail but he's wrong for it when in, in the sense that's what you liked him for. Same thing with like the dude from the Migos that just went to jail and everybody who gets in like with all this drug addiction and things like that. We take advantage of where people come from in their uh, situations and kind of their story in the sense that we, in a way that we shouldn't because it doesn't affect us. As soon as it affects us and us being you know, the people that don't have to worry about those things, because I don't have, really have to worry about them anymore, so I include myself in that. People that don't have to deal with that reality, it doesn't go outside of the TV screen, or, you know, YouTube or Worldstar or whatever you might view, things like that. Yeah, right. And uh, at the end of the video, I mean, for those, everyone who has seen it knows, um, you know, basically after this scene of people dying, um, you know, at the end it zooms out and it's, it's just like a zoo, um, and there's like a white family watching all this. So let me ask you, when you, think of who's listening to your music, it, it kind of speaks to music and, and hip hop and, um, you know, black entertainment. And uh, so what, what do you, who do you think your music's for and what audience are you reaching? You ever been to these shows? I have, it's yeah. like 80% white people. Yeah. No matter whose show it is. YG show, ASAP Rocky show, Tyler Creator show, Migos right. show, Rick Raw show. It's all white people. Right. I mean, them tickets is expensive, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> tickets, parking and gas money. Right. Certain people can't afford to go to those shows. Right, right, right. Does that make you feel a type of way, or, or not really? I mean, it's it's, it's interesting. Yeah. But it, uh, I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um, there's not, you know, fitting in with the mood of the album, which, like you said, there were a lot of difficult things that happened at that time. There's not really like, oh, like a a, a party single. There's not some kind of feel good single or like some celebration or anything like that. It all stays very much in this kind of pretty dark mood and um did you feel any pressure to you know from the label or from anyone or, or even from yourself like oh man i gotta come with like the party the party single or this this kind of song for man, radio no, you know nobody makes you do that that's a lot nobody has to do that yeah nobody makes you do that right. the dude the dude that you see him in the yellow shirt that's who says yes and no does he look <laughs> like he says no right they don't, you can, you can do it. He's smiling right now, so, yeah, he's probably. You can do it. If you make one of those, they'll make fun of you. Right. I'm being honest, like, you'll get made yeah, fun yeah. of in office. Yeah. They make fun of the people that right. do stuff that they're not supposed to do. Because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, like, who cares, man? Like, right. everybody's not supposed to do the same thing. It's yeah. already people doing that. I don't have to do that. Right. And do you think that also says something about where hip-hop is at right now? Because, you know, J. Cole put his album out with, like, two weeks' notice, not really a single beforehand. Kendrick kind of did something similar. They both sold all these albums, you know. It seems like there's, uh, hip hop in some ways is going back to the album and it's not as much about this big single and people, at least this year, people are making these like grand statements because to me your album is like a statement. I mean, honestly, they were gonna do that 
bro, they were gonna sell those albums regardless. Yeah. You're not talking about regular people. You're talking about like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. They were gonna do that regardless. It didn't matter how it came out or who was on it. They were gonna do that regardless. They've already built that fan base, but they're at a higher level to where those things are easy. It's not. It's not really the norm because no one's buying music unless you're them or Drake. Yeah. Like nobody's buying anybody else's stuff, and it's just that's just where the world we live in nowadays. But I mean, it is getting better in a sense, just because from an artist standpoint, it's less gain from it as far as you know money and notoriety and things like that because there's so many people so the people that do it kind of do it for the right reasons but i, I think that's really the only thing but you know you can't tell me if, if, if j cole would have had a single his album would have done horrible like it would have been the same regardless right they are they've already built their fan bases so you can't really do much to take that away from them right right um you were reluctant supposedly or you know from things i've read you were reluctant coming into music um it wasn't like something that you were chasing. It was actually a lot of people being like, you're good at this and kind of convincing you to do it. Um, between that and like what you said, people aren't buying albums, what motivates you? What motivated you to put out this album? I don't know, man, the people around me, responsibility. You get older, you got you know, stuff to take care of, but I'm not a big attention seeker, so it's not, you know, I don't really care about that aspect of it, but you know, you just gotta help people, man. You got a voice, you might as well do something with it. You know right. what I mean? Right. A lot of people don't get a chance to have one. Well, so is your message more, are you more trying to express yourself or are you trying to get that message to other people, like you said? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> when I figured out you'd be the first person, I'd tell a lot of problems. But yeah. <laughs> man, well, none of us know what we're doing, man. We're just living every day, you know. You try to figure it out and, you know, pretend we know, but we don't really know what we're doing, man. It's all, you know, one day at a time with me. Right. You know, life is life, man, no matter which job you have. So, you know, it's, you know I'm just I'm rolling with the punches. Right. Well, what would you be doing if you weren't doing music? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. Right. Get in trouble. Yeah. All the bad stuff. Yeah. That's why I appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I didn't graduate or, you know, I never had a job. Any of those good things. I don't have a really stable situation prior to me as far as my family goes. So I probably wouldn't be doing anything, to be honest with you. Right, right. And uh, so what was, what was the moment when you were like, all right, I'm going to leave that stuff behind and just concentrate on music? It's not really about leaving it behind because you're, you're not supposed to leave behind. Mm. It's not, it's not, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to try to fi fix it or figure something out. Like if you leave it behind, what, who cares? Like you don't mean anything once you do that. And what are you doing it for? Like what, what is there to leave behind? People? Like is that, is that what you're saying? We should leave people behind, you know, wither away and die? That's not cool to me. I'm never gonna leave that behind. Right. I'll leave behind making bad decisions because it's all based on decisions you make. But why would you ever leave, you know, where you come from and the people that you came from it with for your own benefit? Like you don't. That just kind of says a lot about the kind of person you are. Right. Yeah. Um, there, there's a moments on the album, a few moments on the album where you have like encounters or, or you know, talk about encounters with police and things like that. And I'm wondering if all. The, these things that honestly have been going on all, on all, all along, but now there's more publicity, uh, all these publicity, uh, excuse me, police brutality cases, um, the whole spate of them, if that's influenced the making of the album at all and, and the message you want to get across at all. Nah, man, I don't care about the police, honestly. Like, yeah. They don't scare me. Like, they don't come where I live. They don't, mm -hmm. if, even if you need them, they're not going to come. So they'll come to mess with you on like a bad day, give you a probation violation or something like that. But nah, man, I mean, 
my music inspired by life in general. So, of course, that is a part of life. But I'm, I think that's like corny to be like, oh, the cops just killed somebody. Let's make a song about it. Like, what are you going to do with that money you make from that song? You going to pay for somebody's funeral? No. Are you going to do anything outside of yourself? No. So, right. like, we made that. People always say that because of hands up. But we made that song like probably literally like a year. In a year and um, like a couple months before that even happened, it was on another beat that Illmind sold to Mob Deep. It's a song called Murderer, and that's why we didn't put the song out. Right. So we had to wait to get a new beat. Yeah. And it just happened to be around the same time period. Right. But like I don't, I think it's not cool to you know take advantage of someone else's situation, especially like a loss, like for your own gain. So like I wouldn't say it was inspired by someone's loss of their life, but I mean if it happens and it happens to be in the songs probably a very strong coincidence so maybe that's a serious problem that's right. just the way i look at it yep and uh, you made your acting debut in dope uh, you guys get to see dope did everyone see it yet or uh, really good movie anyway trying you know you like that movie i like the movie yeah and um that's crazy man that's yeah that's good <laughs> and uh i didn't even realize you were in it when i was watching i'm like that's been staples it wasn't me it was a character that i played because i'm amazing at <laughs> i'm on screen yeah yeah and the funny thing, your music to me is is so serious, but the character is kind of like, it's a little, it's, your character's kind of funny, you know? Man, listen, man. <laughs> it can't be the same all the time, man. Yeah. Nobody's mad all day, nobody's sad all day or happy all day. It's not real, but. Yeah. People think I'm crazy, though. Like, I don't know why, but yeah, I'm wild huh. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy shit. So, are there going to be other Sorry. acting roles in your future? Yeah, I'm going to be a Baby Boy 3D. Oh, wow. It's amazing. And some other stuff, man. Yeah. Stay tuned. Wait, Taraj, is Taraji going to be in that one? Nah, she's uh, on that one show that's... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, she's on that one show. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but seriously, are you going to... Are you trying to do other roles, or was it something that you kind of fell into? Yeah, or, man, you get more you know? money yeah. doing it than doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Straight up, yeah. Until, you know, they start streaming movies and stuff, then we screw. But, um, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> why not? Right. You only hear once. You might as well, you know, have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Could be over quick. <laughs> so <laughs> make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of people associate you, you know, the, are from your early work with Odd Future. But to me, your music is so different. Um, right. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it happens. You know, it happens. Yeah, man, it happens to the but, best uh, of it. <laughs> but uh, how do you think your music is different than theirs? And is the, do your fan bases cross over at all? Everybody's fan base crosses over. It's the Internet. Yeah. Like, it's all on the internet it doesn't belong anywhere else you can have a person with 5 million Twitter followers who can't sell out a 300 seat venue because yeah. it's not real in real life it's all basically it's a lot of people but it's all scattered out so of course people's fan base overlap like that's music is the cool thing right now people listen to music it's like a pastime a popular pastime as sports was at one point in time skateboarding these other things dance was like they used to have you got served was a movie like because people was dancing like it's, it's, it's weird how culture shifts, but I mean, I don't know. I think my music is different from everybody's, and not in a bad way or a good way. Nah, I'm not better or worse. It's just, you know, it's everybody's different, man. It's not supposed to all be the same. Right. I think that's where we got kind of lost, mm. is when everything started to become the same. Yeah. Now, why did you decide to make the album a double album, which is definitely an Because we had a lot thing. of songs. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of songs. Right. And I think deluxe albums are stupid. Yeah. Like, here's an album. Here's five more dollars. You get two songs. Right. Like, you might as well just give them all the songs. Yeah. It was cool, though. I mean, 
it helped the pacing and you know the mm. kind of the the interpretation of it, so to say. So yeah. why not? It's there, you know what I mean? So we just wanted to give people more songs. Like if you make a ten song album, you made fifteen songs. We had like twenty two songs. We didn't use one of them for sample clearance and one of them we never finished. So yeah. we just we literally put all the songs on there. Right. Well it seemed like you had a lot to say too. Nah, not really, man. <laughs> I'm getting kind of boring nowadays. Right. Well, compared to that one. Um, so who, who inspired you? Like, what music inspires you to, to do what you do? Because your sound is so singular and unique. I don't really... None, really. I don't really think about it in that light. Like, people kind of get offended at the music I listen to, which is kind of weird to me. But, like, people really get mad. Like, how you listen to that trash? And yada, yada, yada. It's like... I don't know, man. I don't really get inspired that much by music like you know it's life is so much going on out here mm. that you can you know draw from like why draw from another person's music you know what i mean yeah so I, I try not to get too caught up in that what are some of the things you listen to that people get offended by i mean damn <laughs> i'm not gonna say that because then, then it seems like i you know said something mean but right you you know why are you asking questions you don't know the answer to <laughs> you know yeah and you're a big basketball fan i mean i've, I've heard you go off on length about that so uh what do you think about the finals it was cool. It was cool, you know. I that's how I was, that, it made it made yeah. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah. Who was your team? Who were you rooting for? Out of those two? Yeah. I didn't really care who won. I wanted J.R. Smith to win while faded, because I don't think anyone's ever won a championship while faded. Like in that. Uh, I wouldn't be too sure, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not talking about you know a little bit of you know a little bit of good sport drug. You know what sport drug <laughs> is. I'm talking about you know J.R. Smith was off the Hennessy and like some mid. During the whole final, so yeah, I was trying to see how that turned out, but you know, that'd be good. Poor LeBron, man. Yeah, what about what about LeBron? I mean, what's what's next for him? I mean, I think he's still good. He's still gonna, it's it's still fine, but he can't you know take a whole team on his on his soldiers shoulders. Excuse me. That's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody told him to go over there. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be okay. He got the, he got enough money, man. He'll yeah. be all right. Shout out Lambo, you know. Lambo helped him. Lambo, Lambo and mom raised a good dude, man, at the end of the day, you know. They kind of kept him on his toes. And, you know, those sprite checks is good, so he'll be fine. <laughs> right. So tell me about the next album, Back to Music. What's your next album going to be about? Have you started working on it yet? or? Yeah. <laughs> Corey said it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost done. Well, because the, la the last song on... Um, on this album is almost like a little like preview of what's what's to come, right? Hmm? The last song on this album is almost like a preview of what's to come. I don't know, man. You never know. Yeah. It's crazy how that happened, all right? <laughs> Things happen crazy nowadays, you know. It's, maybe you just have to buy a bad Wi-Fi. Because <laughs> it does just cut off like that, you know? Yeah. Got a bad download. Yeah. Man. All right, we're going to get into uh, some audience Q&A. I've been a big fan of you since uh, Hell Can Wait. I've I downloaded it a couple months ago. That's a good and, place to start. Don't yeah. go back. <laughs> I'm good with that. And, um, you know, I've obviously seen some interviews, you know, with you and Earl, obviously, you know, starting early with Odd Future. But uh, what are the chances of you possibly doing a collaboration album, even with Earl? Or I promise you it's like a 98% chance that that will never happen. <laughs> All right. With anybody. Like, Nobody? Nah, man. I'll be by myself, bro. I'm cool with that. I, but I'm like, I feel you though. I feel where you're coming from. 
Appreciate you. But that, you know, I don't know, man. Probably not. Unless the check is crazy. Hey, um, I, I just have, like, a question. Like, I've been a fan since, like, when I heard you on Earl's thing. Like, yeah. Um, how was it working with, like, James Fontaroy, like, the songwriter? He's very, um, he's very high. Really? I, I didn't expect him to be, like. Very. Oh. Like, very, very. It, could you, could I expect, like, anything with him in the future? See, this is how you work with James. He'll be like, hey, do this song. And he'll be like, okay. And then he'll send you, you know, you know how big a terabyte is? Oh, what's that? Say again? Do you know how big a terabyte is? No. All right, so you got an oh. Xbox One? Yeah. So like, I'm PlayStation 2. PlayStation okay, 4. so listen. So it's like seven Xbox Ones full of music. He'll just send you that and be like, pick something. <laughs> okay. I'm, so he has like, how many, how many songs do you think James has? Chavez. 10,000. He got like probably like tens of thousands of songs that are like done. He'll oh, just wow. be like, here, pick one. That's how you work with James Fonleroy, so. Oh, and can I ask one more question? All right, I'm going to the Double XL concert later, um, and I just want to know, like, w out of all those, who who are your favorites? Like, who would you listen to? Fetty Wap. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw in an interview you talked a little bit about Ray J, and it seemed like maybe you had some more, like, uh, a more thought out uh, idea of Ray J's influence on the entire world. <laughs> I don't really think things out. But, you know, maybe, maybe not. You never know. Could you, could you maybe uh, explain your Ray J theory a little bit? Hell no. <laughs> Hi, Vince. What's up? So I've been a fan since your mixtape. And I know your birthday is coming up. What do you plan on doing? I'm going to be on an airplane. An airplane the whole day? Europe is far, man. Is that ideally what you like to do? Or what would you want to do for your birthday? When I was in the second, yeah, I was in the second grade, and I had this friend named Eric, and uh, he had a birthday party, and he gave away, he gave, like, little invitations, and had a little address on it, and he had a party. That's when GameCube was popping, right? His dad owned a McDonald's, and he just had the whole McDonald's, like, rented out, and we just had, you know, GameCube and burgers and stuff like that, and after that, I never wanted to have another birthday party because I knew I couldn't, you know, top it, so. <laughs> Until I can do something like that, I'm cool on birthdays. What's up, Vince? Hey, bro. Uh, so my question was, um, what did you? Th uh, so the s last track on the first disc, "Summertime 06." Um, I know you sang on that, and like, I don't think it's like a typical thing for you to sing on records. Like, um, what really moved you to do that, or what was the inspiration? Because I wrote it, and SZA was supposed to sing it, and then she was on tour, so we kept it. Chill. Are you going? Are you going to be at the Earl concert on August 22nd in the city? Nah, I can't be. I think I have another show or something like that. It's his fault, though, because he got sick on tour last time. Yeah, like, what was that? He gets sick on tour sometimes, man. You got to stop smoking in backwoods, man. It's really bad for you. Hi. Hey. I'm Jossie. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too, Vince. Um, my first question is, clearly a lot of people are listening to you. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to achieve with the platform you have now? Think about it long and hard. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just get some understanding. I mean, because it's crazy. Like, if you just even think about 
we live in a fucked up place. Okay. Like, it's wild out here, man. Like, it's so much separation. So what's one thing you'd want to change then with your voice? I personally don't like most of it. So a lot of things need to be changed. I mean, it's just, there's too many misconceptions amongst people. Like, we, everything, everything that we think about people, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, is based off something we've seen that has nothing to do with it. Like, no one... No one, no one takes out the time to ask anyone who they are anymore or like, or what they believe in or what do they think. It's, it's, it's all based on what we see, like it's from, whether it's from the fucking internet, like, it's funny, like, you know how people, people argue in my Instagram comments all the time, right? Right. <laughs> and then people, and like, people always say crazy shit, like, oh, you live over here, you're trash. Look at your av, look at your avi, look at this, look at that, like, why do these things matter? All the wrong things matter in this world we live in. It's about money and how cool you are. And somebody who's not cool at all prints the money in an office and they give it to us and make us pretend it means something and then we throw everything else out the window. Right. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, we just need better understanding of what, what's real and what's not in this world because, you know, we care about the wrong things. Like, even with the Troy Ave situation, like, people were making fun of Troy Ave in the most demeaning way possible because he sold 4,000 albums. But who cares? He what sold he albums. You ain't sell nothing? Who, like even if he sold none, who cares? Why does that matter? It. it matters because we're taught that the more albums you sell, the more money you have. And we weigh what a person is worth based on their money and not what they mean. Do you know, do you know who the Ramones is? The, the band. Group? All right, so you know what their logo looks like, right? You probably, the little the t-shirts that everybody wears with the circle that diplomats copied it. Oh, uh, I think I know what you're Okay, about. so okay. put it like this. Everyone either knows the name or the logo. It took them 50 years to go gold. Really? And they're known around this world. So what what really matters? Does does influence matter? Does money matter? Does how you help people matter? We don't know yet. But the problem is we try to perceive to each other the next man's worth based on something that we were told and not something we think for ourselves. Mm. So I think I don't know, man. It's crazy out here. Okay, um, one more question. I'm sorry. My second question was about the screen door video. That yeah. video is amazing. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. So I wanted to know, did you did you put the put that together? Was that an idea of that I put you all made? Of them together? Okay. So then what giving that message, what do you want to change with that? Like you were talking about you said that you made the album out of responsibility. So you have a responsibility to your you know, people who listen to you, your family, your 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 city. So what what exactly do you want with videos like that, with messages like that, what do you want to happen I feel like things like that just help the music be better understood that way they can't be misconceived I guess that's what like the Senorita videos for and things like that so I don't know man it's easier for someone to understand where you're coming from if they can see it that's how things work you know what I mean so it just it just it just helps the music be further understood you know whatever people take from it they take from but at least they're taking something from it because we live in a time and place and age where no one takes anything from music it's just I mean, but musical, musical teachers how to try to kill somebody, musical teachers how to do drugs, musical teachers how to value the wrong things, but that's about as far as it goes, especially in rap music in this day and age. So I think that's something I try to, you know, stray from.